This is episode number 125 with dream business coach, Jim Palmer. New concepts and ideas to help you reach your full potential. Success 101 Podcast. Welcome to the Success 101 Podcast. This is your host, Jared Warren. At each episode, my goal is to bring you a new concept or idea to help you maximize your full potential. Thanks for joining me here today. Now let's kick things off. Hey guys, welcome back to the Success 101 podcast. This is your host, Jared Warren. And once again, I'm putting out an exciting episode for you. Today, it's with dream business coach, Jim Palmer. And I'm very eager to get this message out to you guys. If you've never heard of Jim, the reason that I wanted to get him on the show is that he is great at moving people out of their tracks. He's great at getting people going and really taking people that have already established a business or put business planning in place and just getting them to the next level. Jim is a marketing and business building expert, I would say, and a very in-demand coach that works with highly strategic clientele. Jim is the founder of the Dream Business Academy and Dream Business Coaching and Mastermind program. He's the host of Dream Business Coach TV, which is a weekly web TV show watched by thousands of entrepreneurs and small business owners each week. And he's also the host of Stick Like Glue Radio, which is his own weekly podcast based on Jim's unique brand of smart marketing and business building strategies. As I mentioned, Jim is known as the dream business coach and the creator of No Hassle Newsletters, which serves business leaders and entrepreneurs in nine countries. Jim is also an acclaimed author, as you'll hear in our episode. He's got the magic of newsletter marketing, Stick Like Glue, the fastest way to hire profits. It's okay to be scared, but don't give up. Stop waiting for it to get easier in his newest book, which will put the biggest spotlight on, which is Decide, the ultimate success trigger. How do we wake up with intention and purpose each day and get out of our own way and do one thing that could make the biggest impact in our business, which is Decide. Be sure after the show, you head over to the gym's website, which is getjimpalmer.com. Or you can find him on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn to grab more of his content and find out how to better build your business and become more successful today. So without any further delay, let's jump right into my conversation with Jim Palmer. Jim Palmer, welcome to the Success 101 podcast. How are things out there today, buddy? Doing great, Jared. Thanks for having me on. Well, I'm excited to have you, and I know that we got you scheduled a while back and uh, glad to bring you out to the listeners today, but I know that you have several books that we're going to highlight here today. You're an entrepreneur, you're an author, you're a speaker, you're also a business coach from what I've read on you and I want you to fill in the gaps there and just tell our listeners how you're able to help your clients, both through the print that you put out and the coaching you do uh, to help us live more optimally and hit peak performance. What I do, Jared, is I, um, I'm known as the dream business coach, and I help people create a, a dream business. And my biggest mentor, Dan Kennedy, said, uh, if you're going to build a business, you might as well make it a dream business. And there's several things that go into that. Obviously, there's some personal things that make it a dream business, such as, you know, what kind of time off you want, what kind of income you want to make and things like that, how much you're able to give back. 
but that's what I do. And I'm um, celebrating 15 years in business, been, uh, been a coach for the last seven. And that's where I've discovered, you know, everybody has a gift, I believe. And that's what I've discovered my gift is. And so between my live events, which are uh, called Dream Business Academy and my coaching program, that's, and uh, my grandchildren and my boat, that's pretty much how I spend my time. So I know that you're the founder of Dream Business Academy and Dream Business Coaching. And I think you also have your own uh, TV program as well. Where do you find that most people today, uh, when it comes to just performance and being at our best, whether that's mindset, whether that's just trying to uh, set up new systems or, you know, fill in the blanks there, where do you find that people are struggling that you can help them the most? They're struggling with their mindset. You know, Jared, most people that start a business, they have a skill or a talent or in some cases a product and they build the business based on that. So if you're an accountant, you go out and get some clients and you start doing their books and your accounting, tax returns, et cetera. If you're a lawyer, you start getting cases. So it's always built around whatever your skill or your talent or, you know, kind of your core profession is. But where most people hit a ceiling is because they don't understand marketing. They don't understand branding and positioning. And therefore, they become uh, basically an also. They're one of 10 or 20 or 300 or 3,000, depending on how big they're metropolitan areas, they've just become somebody else who's also doing that. So it really is all about branding and positioning. But the other piece of the mindset is knowing how much you have to put in to yourself in order to achieve high levels of success. Most people think, you know, as long as I work hard and, you know, I play by the rules, so to speak, that they're going to succeed. And really, as entrepreneurs, you have the best boss and the worst boss. You have the best boss because your boss isn't going to make you do anything you don't want to do, but you also have the worst boss because your boss is not going to make you do something you know you should be doing. That was kind of the genesis of my latest book called Decide, which is really about not doing the things that you should be doing to grow your business. And again, as the, as the owner, founder, we give ourselves all kinds of fun names, founder, CEO, president of our own corporation. But you know what? Nobody's going to there's nobody higher than us. And so when it comes time to do things like whether it's writing a book or giving speeches or, or doing all these different things, video, et cetera, if you don't want to do it, if it's outside your comfort zone, your wheelhouse, there's nobody going to make you do it. Jim, let's stick on this mindset issue because I agree with you. It's the biggest thing whenever I'm working with my financial advisors here that I'm coaching or developing or the clients that I have that are entrepreneurs the biggest thing that I hear is until someone stepped out of their comfort zone, until someone finally said, you know what, I'm tired of doing what I'm doing. I'm going to step out and make it on my own, but I'm scared as heck to do that. Once they did that, they realized what a huge world of opportunity is out there. And that started with their mindset. Can you take us through a time with one of your clients where they were stuck, so to speak, for lack of better words, and you were able to coach them through that and some of the systems that you guys implored or some of the systems your books have to help people do that? I'll first use myself as an example, because I don't talk about my clients too much. I, I sometimes will slip up and say a name, which I don't do. But, you know, there, I've invested literally tens of thousands of hours in my own in coaching, getting coaches and being part of high level mastermind groups. There was a time, um, Jared, about six years ago when I had achieved a, a fair amount of success, I would say, by most standards. But I, yet I wasn't reaching the kind of the dream business level that I wanted. And I joined this really high level group. I, I knew for a fact I was the least successful in the group. And um, we were in a meeting, a mastermind meeting. And I, you know, basically the lead guy goes, well, who wants to go first? So I said, well, I'll go first. In my head, Jared, I was like, I'll go first because I don't want to sit here being nervous all day. So I figured I'd, I'd get, <laughs> get it out of the way. And I got up there and it was in California. I live in PA. It's about a five and a half hour flight. The whole flight out, I'm rehearsing what I'm going to say. I want to impress these guys. And 
So I said, this is where I am now. These are the three things I'm going to do and blah, blah, blah. And, and there, were, there were two really, I mean, monumentally huge lessons that I learned. First of all, when I said the three things that I wanted to create that year, new things, one guy said, you know, Jim, if you would spend half as much time promoting what you've already built as going out and creating new stuff all the time, you'd be so much farther ahead of the game. That was a big eye opener because we love to create as entrepreneurs. But at that time, I think I had two or three businesses and, and you know, it's fun to create them. But then when you get going, you, you got support staff. Now you find yourself being a manager and a leader and that's no fun, right? So that's sure. one of the reasons we're always creating. And the other thing is, you know, I said, they said, well, what are your goals? And I kind of said where I wanted to be. And, you know, he said, well, I don't see you doing this, that, and the other thing. Well, actually, I'll, since it's me, I'll be very transparent. I, I don't see you doing your own live events. You know, you've written one or two books at the time. You should be writing multiple books. You should be out giving speeches and presentations. All of that stuff was stuff that was really not in my wheelhouse. I didn't feel, you know, I don't know, worthy of it. I didn't feel good enough to do it. Getting in front of a few hundred people, you know, scared the crap out of me. And, and putting on your own live event, I mean, literally, you, you, I don't know if you've ever done that, but you, when you book the room, you also have to um, guarantee that a certain number of rooms, sleeping rooms will be uh, booked. And if the whole thing goes kaflooey, you're on the hook for all of it. So yeah, that's the hard part is just knowing who's going to show up or if you I know. And so I had all of that head trash. But one guy pulled me aside and he said, he actually said, uh, Jim, you, you took it pretty hard, you know, uh, when you, the first comment I shared with you, I didn't want to pile on, but let me share this with you privately. He said, he said, this is going to hurt a little bit, but it's just between us. He said, what makes you think you deserve the same level of success as anybody else in this room, yet you're not willing to do the things that the rest of us are doing? And that was like, man, <laughs> I, I, well, my first thought was, thank God I didn't get that in, in public too. But, you know, it's true. So, Jared, I looked at all that stuff that I wasn't doing and I started doing it a big way. I've been doing weekly videos for six years. I've had my own podcast for four years now. I've done six sold out live events. I've spoken in front of hundreds of people. All the things that people do that kind of are in my space, so to speak, I've been doing and it's been a tremendous boon to my business. So it wasn't that I didn't have the skill. It wasn't that I didn't have the ability, clearly, but it was the head trash. It was what I call head trash that was holding me back. And that's why people fail to achieve a, the higher levels of success that they want so badly. Yeah, my listeners have heard me say over and over that uh, affirmations, speaking to yourself, getting all the head trash, you know, out of your head. For some people, they think that's silly. They think, you know, I don't have to sit here and tell myself positive things or I don't have to sit here and, and really hype myself up. I'll just, you know, that's silly. I'll just go out and do what I need to do. And the problem is most of our brains, uh, as you mentioned, they have head trash. We, we talk negatively to ourselves. And I tell people all the time, whether you want to talk to yourself or you want to admit that you need to talk to yourself, you're still doing it all the time. And the problem is, if you're doing it by default, it's negative. And so getting that out of your way or having a, like you said, a mastermind group to help you uh, help some people bring you to accountability was probably a huge step toward growth in the right direction for you. Um, on that same line or on that same thought, where do you think your greatest strength is as a coach? Yeah, I've coached tons of people, like probably over 100 people to, to higher levels of success at this point. And what there's a, a term that, that was given to me by um, they said, Jim, you're awesome at giving tough love. And so what that means is that uh, 
if you think about a lot, see a lot of people, Jared, they think an accountability group is almost as good, but you don't pay. It's just a bunch of people supporting each other. Well, here's an accountability. You go to, you go to, you know, Panera once a month and you get together and you talk about what you did, what you didn't do. And well, why didn't you do that? Well, I had kids and I had this, that, and the other thing. And it's okay, well, let's try harder next time. That's, that is not coaching. Right, <laughs> you know, when right. you invest in a coach and the keyword is invest, you want to, you pay a lot of money and you empower somebody, you empower that coach to hold your feet to the fire and, and to push you to higher levels of success. And not only that, you have the ability to tell them that this new great idea that they're thinking about is actually harebrained and they shouldn't do it. And that's, that's what a lot of people fail to do. But I realized when I started doing my live events, I, you know, I really believe everybody is blessed with a, uh, a God-given skill or talent. There's something that you're really good at. And when I started doing the live events, one of the things that I fear the most, you know, in my own personal, you know, entrepreneur journey is I turned out I was really good at it. And so being a teacher and guiding people and helping people create brands and uh, some really creative marketing that will drive, you know, drive uh, new customers and things like that. That's my gift. So what I've done for basically the last five years, hardcore is I have delegated. I have a team of 13 that run my various online businesses. So really the thing that I do the most, which is about three days a week is, is working with my coaching clients and all the other businesses pretty much run on autopilot. So Jim, I know that you have, uh, as I mentioned, you're an entrepreneur, you're an author, you're a speaker, and we've talked about your coaching. When it comes to writing, you haven't just put out a book, you've got, you know, several, you've got five books and I'll go through these uh, just so my listeners can hear this. We'll also link it in the show notes as well, but you've got the magic of newsletter marketing. You've got stick like glue, the fastest way to hire profits. It's okay to be scared, but never give up and stop waiting for it to get easier. I love the title of, uh, of all of those there. The two I would love to focus on is it's okay to be scared, but never give up because I know there are people that can relate directly with that. And then really spend some time on your new book, uh, Decide, The Ultimate tr uh, Success Trigger, and let you tell our listeners uh, what the journey was to create those as far as your thoughts behind it and, and what that's brought for your coaching as well. Sure. It's okay to be scared, but never give up was kind of a labor of love. Uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Martin Howie, faced cancer like I did, and we kept kind of jousting with each other. You ought to write a book about your experience. Well, you ought to do it. Well, I said, well, let's just do it together. So we interviewed each other uh, for about three hours and talked a lot about our journey and things like that, but also how our journey affected our, our entrepreneurial journey up, from, you know, from dealing with, with cancer. But then we also interviewed, um, Jared, nine other really successful entrepreneurs, and we asked them three questions. They all got 20 minutes at the same time, and we asked them three questions. What's the greatest challenge you've ever faced? And we let them decide what they wanted to share, whether it was personal or business. How'd you get through it? And then what would be uh, some advice to make this a great year? And it really, to actually to both of our surprises, it turned into an amazing book. I knew, I knew we thought it'd be a good book, but a lot of people, it really made a, a substantial connection with. Talk to me, Jim, about what you find in your coaching role. I know everyone's a little bit different as far as what their hot buttons are and their triggers are and what makes them freeze in their tracks or what makes them go, you know, put their, their foot on the, on the gas pedal, so to speak. Where do you find that most people are getting hung up in the world of uh, just being scared and that they are giving up? You know, your book is It's Okay to Be Scared But Never Give Up. Where do you find that people are getting stuck and shutting down and you're helping them break through onto the next level? The most common statistic is that 80% of small businesses fail within the first five years. And I believe that to be true. And I think if you ask most people, Jared, they say, well, they ran out of money and you know couldn't keep going. 
And I think that's probably also true. But if you peel the onion back a little bit more, you find out they ran out of cash because they ran out of courage or they ran out of guts. And what that means is that every business has a certain period, whether it's a, a, you know, a week or a month or a year or five years, whatever it is, there's this initial period where you have to build uh, momentum and you get your first customer, your second, your 10th, your 20th, and whatever that momentum period take, however long that period takes to get momentum, that's what it is. Now, there's certain things you can do to speed it up. But most people, they have a certain amount, they have a tolerance for how much they're willing to put into it. When I started my business, I was already, you know, over $50,000 in debt from being unemployed and, and having cancer and things like that. So I started in the hole. I ended up over the next three or four years of my business, you know, I had to keep borrowing and borrowing because my growth was so slow initially that I was well over six figures in credit card debt. And see, a lot of people don't have the, I don't know, temerity or they don't have the, the guts to actually do that. And if you really want to be like completely brutal about it, it's that you don't believe in yourself enough to keep chasing this dream, right? And I know what that's like. I mean, shoot, it's like two years into my business, you know, I was the owner of my own corporation. As I say, my mother-in-law was, because she loves me and loves her daughter, she was still bringing over help wanted ads from the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> it's like, no, you don't understand. I, I have my own business, you know? So having the guts and the courage to keep going. And there was at one point where I started getting some momentum and I had an opportunity, Jared, to uh, display at a uh, pretty large national marketing conference. I knew it would be great exposure, but it was like seven grand. It was 5,000 for the booth space. I had to, you know, create a booth. I had to fly there and hotel. I, I totaled it all up. It was about seven grand. And here I am already in debt. And I'm like, God, can I put out another $7,000? And I did it. And that, that really proved to be one of the turning points in my career because I, I only brought in about four or 5,000 in new sales, but I started getting business after the fact. But that was a huge turning point, getting massive exposure. One of the heroes of business that I like to talk about is Fred Smith, who pioneered uh, Federal Express, known today as FedEx. And, you know, when he had this uh, paper in college about this whole overnight delivery thing, he got a C, I believe, was, as folklore goes. But he didn't just test out his, his theory in say, uh, Kentucky, Arkansas, and Tennessee with a couple of used Cessnas. He, he invested with multiple DC-9 jets, pilot and co-pilot, ground crews, delivery crews. That guy went all in, and he lost millions and millions of dollars several months. I think it was over a year before he started at least breaking even, and he just kept getting more and more money further and further in debt. I mean, he's a wealthy, wealthy man. It's a huge success story. But most people, Jared, most people who start a small business don't have that kind of guts or courage to keep going. Now, Jim, take us through your new book, which I'm also excited to be able to read uh, after reading some about it. But it's Decide, as I mentioned, the ultimate success trigger. Tell me about the thought behind that book and what allowed you to create that. About a year and a half ago, or maybe two years ago, somebody said, if there's one word that would most signify the difference between your average entrepreneur and highly successful entrepreneurs. And I said, decide. And he goes, well, what do you mean? I said, highly successful people when given a challenge or an opportunity or some kind of question or whatever it is, they have the ability to quickly discern yes or no pros and cons. But then the most important thing they do is they decide. They decide yes or no. Both are okay, but they don't go with maybe because maybe leads to a place that I've called Squishyville and maybe and Squishyville is full of people who have are, are just racked with indecision because they don't know what to do and nothing happens 
uh, in Squishyville. Indecision is like throwing an anchor off the back of your boat and trying to get up on plane. It's just not going to happen. Now, I really think your ability to decide, I mean, it's obviously your brain, your gut, your intuition. The, and the more you do it, I think it's like a muscle. You exercise it, you get better at it. You, you know, is every decision going to work out? No. But when you have a growing, thriving business, that requires momentum and making quick decisions feeds momentum. Indecision leads to lack of momentum. Now, you will occasionally make a decision that doesn't work out and then you course correct and keep moving forward or or cut that rope and decide not to do it. But indecision is one of the biggest things that holds uh, the growth of companies back. So we talked about people not moving forward uh, by, uh, you know, lack of courage or, or the presence of fear. We've talked about the head trash uh, that you had that some, you know, some people stepped up and really told you how it should be. And that was a, a growth point for you when you're coaching people to this point of decide, you know, it's either jump ship or keep going. And if, you know, as entrepreneurs, if we're not going to keep going, we've got to figure out, okay, we've got to do something new, right? Because you can't just keep going in the same direction and expecting different results. We know that. What is the biggest key that you found to helping your clients that you're working with bust through that fear, gain courage, believe more in themselves, get out of the head trash when they wake up each day? Are there any routines, rituals, hacks, whatever you want to fill in the blank with there that you've had success with helping your clients with? Part of it is is helping them do the hard things. I'll give you an example. So there's a woman, a woman doctor in Canada has been a client for about four years. When she started with me, she joined my um, entry-level program. We, so we're working together every month and I'm adjusting and helping to uh, change some of her, her behaviors and habits. But after a year, she said, Jim, I've really seen some progress, but I need it to be faster. I thought she was going to like critique me or say something. And she goes, you know, I've really done a lot of soul searching. What I figured out is that it's me. I'm just a bag of excuses. You've told me about all the different ways you market and grow your business. You've suggested and, and encouraged me to do them, but I haven't done. So what she did is she invested in my upper end program. And I don't say that like a commercial, but when you as an entrepreneur put money in the game, put skin in the game, you, you, you invest your own money, you're much more likely to do things than when you don't, right? I mean, because information... You could meet somebody, you could be walking in the park and meet a very successful person. They say, hey, you should do this, this, and this. But if you didn't pay for it, you don't do it, you know, no harm, no foul. But if, if you were to pay somebody ten dollars or $25,000 for that information, and that person, you know, has a certain amount of uh, credibility with you, you're much more likely to do it because it's like, well, shoot, I paid for it. So I think one of the things that holds people back is not being willing to invest in their future success. Because I think there's the future you and there's the current you. The current you, the current business that you have, the, the current mindset you have. Most people want to get to a, a better place, a higher level of success, Jared. And so when you look at where you want to go, the fastest way to get there is to simply ask somebody and be mentored by somebody who's already done that. And that's that usually doesn't come for free. But if you're willing to do that, it's going to shortcut not only the path to success, but it's going to probably save you ultimately a lot of money. So one of the things, just to close the loop on this, we looked at a lot of things that were going on with her business and there was a certain type of medicine that she practiced. And I said, that's the hook. So instead of just being, she had a kind of a nice name for her practice in her town, but I said, it really doesn't say anything about what you do. And when she told me um, she's a, a functional medicine doctor, we branded her the functional medicine doc. We got a book published. She started doing videos, doing all this thing. Now she sees patients three days a week. She has a waiting list. People actually have to apply to be part of her her practice. And so it's a complete shift. 
But it all started with her making the decision to invest because she realized she's really not going to do the things, even though she knows she should, unless she puts skin in the game. Jim, one thing that comes to mind when I see your uh, your accomplishments and all the things that you have going on, you've mentioned the companies that you've uh, you've built. And as I mentioned in the introduction, all the different things that you're doing in your academy, your coaching, your mastermind program, Dream Business TV, all of that. What do you say to the client you're working with or just anyone else out there that you're visiting with who says, you know, Jim, I don't have enough time in the day to really make my business dreams come to reality. I don't have enough time in the day to be a good father, husband, whatever, when it comes to, you know, me me being at home because I'm a zombie. I give it all I have each day. You're doing a lot. I mean, you're doing a lot more than most people out there and you're fired up about it. You're energized about it and you're helping other people feel that same energy. What are some, I don't know if uh, the word to use is rituals or routines, or what are you doing each day to keep, number one, yourself energized and fresh, but then also what would you say to the person who feels that burnout, fatigue, not enough time in the day? Uh, what advice would you give them? That's funny. I did a video yesterday, Jared, how to write a book in 60 days, because I, I wrote my last two books in 60 days. So first of all, I think 99% of the time, that's pure crap that you can't find the time. Because if you dive into a conversation with somebody who says they haven't got the time, you'll find out they watch an hour or two hours of TV every night. And maybe that's fine, but, you know, maybe that's how you decompress. But you know what? There's always time to be had. Uh, I'll just give you the really short version. But when I, I wrote my last two books, uh, Decide and Stop Waiting for It to Get Easier in 60 Days. And so I am a pretty efficient person, but so I have to find that time from somewhere else. And I found it and my sleep. <laughs> so I normally get up at five, but for, for about a month and a half, I was getting up at 4 a.m., set, uh, set the alarm. I get up at 4 a.m. I come into my office. I don't turn on the TV. I don't turn on Facebook. I don't turn on anything. I just open my Word do document and I start working. And I would go from about four to six when I usually, you know, would hear my wife start to get up and I hear the shower coffee maker. So what I do is for about six weeks, I found an hour and a half to two hours of time that was normally dedicated to sleeping. Now, I know people, oh, sleep's important. Yes, I know it is. But for five weeks or six weeks, you can live without an hour and a half or, or two hours and you can write a book in that time if you stay focused. The other piece about this, if you don't want to do that, but there's another thing. You have to change your current situation. And so what I do when I write, as I say, I don't have anything else on. I have zero distract. I don't even listen to music because I'll then find myself humming a tune. So, I mean, I have nothing on except my monitor, my keyboard and sitting in my chair. And I write and I write and I write and I write. And then I work with a very good editor because I'm I'm not a good book writer. I can put out a lot of information and then have a book editor make me sound like I passed the sixth grade. But basically, <laughs> basically, you have to you have to change your situation because most people, if they say, OK, I'm going to write next thing, you know, it's like, whoop, oh, let me see what that email is, you know, or next thing there's a Facebook message or whatever it is. That stuff has to go away. And when you get serious about about doing something and you set an actual deadline, because that's the other thing. Every time I read a book, I've, I've posted on social media, et cetera. And I've said, I'm starting now and I'm going to have this out uh, and I give a date and then I don't want to be uh, publicly embarrassed. So I always make that happen. Jim, as I mentioned, you, you know, you have a lot going on and you're prioritizing and you're being very efficient with your time. What do you want? What does Jim Palmer want right now with all the endeavors that you've got on your plate? I just want to be able to uh, continue to give back. My wife and I are, are very involved with three uh, local charities. 
but I also want to be able to help more people. I've been very fortunate. I've, I've structured my business, as I said earlier. I could do all my calls, all my interviews, coaching calls, et cetera, happen Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And that means Friday to Monday is off time. I'll, now, I was I was reminding my son, he, he came down in our boat last week, and I was reminding him of the it basically eight to 10 years that I worked like 80 hours or 90 hours a week to be able to do this, right? And so, you know, when people look at people that are successful, they always see the finished product. So whether you're talking about business, oh, sure. a business owner, singer, actor, whatever, you're always seeing the finished product. You don't see the literally a decade that I literally, if I was to add up my hourly rate, I was like, holy crap, I made more when I was 15, you know, but you know, you create your dream business. And so that's what I have. I just want to keep doing more of this. And um, I mean, that's it's what really what really lights me up is taking somebody who's trying to struggle to get to six figures or maybe they can't get above that and, and completely change their their whole marketing and, and branding and just see them take off. It's it really lights me up. And I don't want to put you in a box here as a coach. I know sometimes that's easy to do when we say things like, you know, who's your ideal client and what are people looking for when they come to you? So there's a lot of people I know you can help on a lot of different avenues, as you and I discussed. But if it, you know, there's somebody that is seeking your services, who are the people you think you can help the most? It is typically entrepreneurs and small business owners. And I work with people that uh, uh, have brick and mortar. I mean, I work with a lot of attorneys and accountants. I work with a lot of people that have online businesses I only occasionally work with somebody who's like totally brand new. I took on a client uh, about six months ago with a completely new business and she's already generating income, but that, that's a lot of work to be honest with you. <laughs> I prefer to have somebody have some sort of track record. I also, because of that, you know, it, it's really hard because there are things you'll need to do to invest in your business. Oh, just even starting a podcast. Well, that means you're going to have to get some equipment, some time. You're going to have to get some medicine. There is money to be spent when you're growing a business. So I prefer to ha have somebody uh, work with people who at least have a small uh, amount of regular revenue that they can count on. Cause I, I'm not a magician. I, I don't do, uh, I don't do miracles, but um, so that probably answers your question. Yeah. And if, if I'm reading between the lines here, obviously there's more to this in your books than what I'm going to mention here. So again, not to put you in a box, but it sounds like you're a lot of what you're doing is helping people brand themselves and help them, you know, get on the right footing to to really take off. But a lot of it might just be helping them get out of their own way as well. If I'm if I'm hearing some of what you're it, saying. It, well, it's I, I don't know if it's 50 50 or 60 40 and it may flip flop, but it is not only the branding and the positioning, but it is helping them get out. It is a combination of of all of it. One of my coaching clients yesterday was she's about a third or maybe almost half of the way finishing her book. And I, when we started this journey about 60 days ago, said, I want this thing done by Labor Day. I want your, I want to have your book published by Labor Day. And well, but then yesterday we were talking about it and she's making good progress, but she said, I really want to do a webinar this summer. I'm ready. I've got a good size list. And I said, absolutely not. She goes, why? I said, because webinars can be fun and writing a book is hard. That's the only reason you want to do it. And no, I wanted to, I said, listen, do a webinar at Labor Day. I said, by the way, when you finish the rest of your book, there's going to be two to three weeks or so, at least where the editor is going to be massaging it. So when you think you're done with the book, you're not done. You're just taking a three week break. Do your webinar then. Anything that's going to detract from you finishing that book is off limits. And so that's the kind of way I coach. And she goes, you're right. You're right. So that's the kind of, that's where the value is and in, in, in paying somebody to be in your face. 
Jim, thanks so much for your time here today on the Success 101 podcast. I know that the listeners are going to get, uh, you know, some nuggets out of this, but more so when they go over to your content, I would love for you to tell the listeners where they can find you in the world of social media or on your website or different avenues, and that way they can plug in even more. Sure. So, Jared, my home base is getjimpalmer.com, www.getjimpalmer.com. Um, the book we focus on quite a bit is uh, the Decide book. I'd love to give your listeners a free copy of that. It's about a just under 200 page uh, paperback. I'll mail it to them. It's a free book, but I will ask them to cover $6.95 for shipping and handling. And if they want to get a, a free book, it's at decideforsuccessbook.com, decideforsuccessbook.com. If you're outside the country, I'll still ship it to you for $6.95. <laughs> if you want to get a free copy of that book, uh, decideforsuccessbook.com. And then what's really next on uh, on your plate without giving away too much information of what you might be working on? What can we look for in the future from Jim Palmer? Well, it's interesting. I shared this about 30 days ago. My wife and I have been empty nesters for a while, and um, we're going to do a huge pivot because we, we love our boat. But we're actually, Jared, we're going to sell our house. We're sell the boat we have now. We're going to buy a big boat and we're going to live aboard for one to two years. And Man, we, I am so jealous. We are going to be completely <laughs> mobile. She retired from her job after 15 years. And so we have no anchor to any address. So we'll, we'll most likely be starting next spring. We're going to have our, our first stop will be in uh, Rhode Island, where my daughter uh, Jessica and my grandkids live. And so we'll summer in Rhode Island. And, and when it starts getting cold, we're going to motor down to Florida and set up shop somewhere else. <laughs> See, guys out there listening to this, this is why you put in uh, the work and the effort so that you can tell stories like Jim just mentioned. Uh, I'm I'm a guy, Jim, that loves, totally off topic here, but I'm a guy that loves blue water and boats. Uh, What what type of boat do you have now? I have a 30-foot Sea Ray, and our live-aboard boat will be a 45-foot carver. Nice. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for your time here. We wish you the best. And I will make sure to include in the show notes everything that we've mentioned here, including your websites. And also, I don't think we mentioned it, but in the world of social media, do you have any of your uh, handles or anything? I'm all over the place on Facebook. I think my handle on on social media is Newsletter Guru, kind of my original handle. But um, yeah, I'm easy to find. If you search Jim Palmer, you'll either get the guy, the former pitcher who did underwear commercials, or you'll get me. So So, so I'm doubting we're going to see you in any underwear commercials, right? No, that won't happen. (laughs) Hey, Jim, thanks again for the time. I will be sure and link all this up and uh, we appreciate you stopping by the Success 101 podcast. Jared, thanks a lot, man. Take care, buddy. Bye-bye. Thank you all so much for joining me here today on the Success 101 podcast. I'm so thankful for your support and your downloads. The Success 101 podcast has now been heard in 85 countries, believe it or not. What a blessing and an honor that is. And I look forward to seeing where this thing goes in the future. If you want to connect more with me and see the full directory of podcast episodes that can best be found at success101podcast.com. And of course, you guys know, I love hearing from you. So to contact me directly by email, the best way to do that is info at success101podcast.com. You can also find me in the world of social media on Facebook at facebook.com slash success101podcast. On Instagram, my favorite form of social media at Jared underscore Warren and on Twitter at Warren Jared. 
I've loved having you guys join me here today on the podcast, and I look forward to bringing greater content to you in the future as I have an exciting list of guests coming up in the next several weeks and months. So continue to tune in, and I'll see you on the next episode of the Success 101 podcast. Until then. 